Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another visitor. Stay This is episode 313 of The Boop Show. It's Monday, November 29th, 2021. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Boop Show. I'm Scott Johnson, and that guy right there is Brian Dunaway. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott. How are you today? I'm still a little nasally. Can you hear it a little bit? A little bit of echo. I can hear it a little bit. It, it does sound like you got a finger up your nose. Yeah. Kind of had a, a rough uh, rough few days, but, you know, I'm good now. It's not COVID. Everybody calm down. Tested negative. It's a, it's a, it's a stupid cold. Just are you cold. sure it's not Omicron? It could Omicron! Be. Omicron! I love the new name of the new variant. <laughs> it's great. It's got, if it's got to be something... If I got to die from something, I want to die from Omicron. Yeah, if someone says, do you have the COVID? I sure hope it's not. And then I'm going to go, Omicron, Percy I-8. I am lure. <laughs> anyway, um, nah, I'm fine. It's just a dumb cold. I'm got sorry it. if anyone died from that. I didn't mean to. Well, we don't know if anyone's died from that one yet. So for right, right. For right now, it's still funny. But as soon as we get deaths from Omicron, we right. can start being sad about it. Your, our, uh, our stock in in the jokes of that's going to go plummet. Yeah, and don't fast. let uh, the the lesson here is don't let a two year old sneeze on you because that's how I got it. Oh, yeah, he he's a snot goobers. Yeah, he's a little uh, you know whatever. He's building his immune <laughs> Did system. You sneeze when you had your mouth open. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I was next to him. We were watching one of his shows, like some Jurassic Park cartoon thing, because he loves dinosaurs. And he yeah. just looks at me and he goes. Just a huge explosive nice. sneeze, and I went. I'm probably getting whatever that is. I'm probably getting it. Sure enough, the next day, freaking had it. Knock me out, man. Yeah, sucked. Anyway, we're back, it. and uh, we're happy to be here. Thank you all for being here. Hey, a uh, couple of quick notes. Uh, we are. This is going to sound a little bit weird, and we're not trying to freak anybody out, but we have some really cool ideas. And uh, calm down, calm down already, everybody. Calm down. But we are going to uh, begin December. Uh, we're going to call December. Uh, boop gets retooled December. <laughs> uh, now that's nothing to freak no, out about. November's over, and yeah. now we're in Redux December. Yes, a lot of people take you know the whole month off. We're not you know doing that for that reason, but we are going. It's just uh, a couple of weeks, people. Come on, you'll yeah. be you'll be celebrating Christmas. You won't even miss us. You won't miss us at all. But we have some really cool ideas that we're trying to flush out and do, and we want to take the time to do it right. So I'm just letting you know now that for the next three episode slots you're not going to get any anything here but don't worry we'll be back and yeah. all will be well i'm just letting you know 313 now 313 episodes to keep you busy you didn't yeah. listen to all of them you missed a few come just on just go back a few episodes and listen again if you're really interested uh we'll find out how that's going hey brian uh speaking of christmas you you've got your eye on the atari arcade flight stick uh it's a fight stick there's a fight, big difference uh, sorry fight stick tell me more about it because i can tell you if this is what i think it is then i would say no but but let me let me hear more. What does it look like? What are okay, we talking okay. about? So so it's kind of like it's like somebody took uh, an arcade, uh, you know, the, just the just the sticks and the buttons, the little you know the, the little tray part. What do you call that? The where the sticks and the buttons are. Uh, just, oh right, the panel, the panel, the panel. Yeah, so just yeah. imagine they take the panel up and they put it and they put it separately, and you got a couple of little sticks there and some buttons. And this is the problem I'm having with. I'm trying to figure out. If I want the trackball or no trackball, that one you have there is not it. Okay, this, this is, is this is the Mad, Cat, Mad Cats one. The one you're talking about is what, like yes. an actual branded Atari thing? Yes, yes. Why can't I find? Oh, I see it now. Oh, now I'm tempted. Mm. Look at this. Okay, it's I pretty. Was, it's got like it's got yeah. like uh, it's got old like asteroid icons on and stuff on it, and kind of old school Ooh, looking look arcade. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Some defenders, okay. some look at that. Now, this is a design in almost exclusively for fighting games, I assume. You can play whatever, I guess, but 
I yeah, I, I think anything because you know, there's your joysticks, there's your buttons. You got it. You got one player, two player. You got all those. What is that? Six buttons for each one. And like I said, the thing I couldn't figure out. They sell a model with a trackball and one without the trackball. Mm. And I'm like, I, I I tried really hard. I was like, okay, what did I play with the trackball back then? Did I, I played. I got the new. Uh, I got the new centipede. There's like a new indie centipede kind of oh, thing. Yeah. It's really cool. Kind of updated it a little bit like that yeah. Pac-Man deal a few years ago. Exactly. Uh, it plays yeah. okay with the stick, but I'm like, uh, oh man, what if I had the, what if I had the trackball? And I'm like, am I really yeah. going to spend an extra, I don't know, for like $50 or something I think it is to get that trackball in the middle? Well, it'd be know. good for, like you said, centipede. Although I think you could probably mm. get away with the joystick for centipede. Uh, games like Missile Command, yes. I guess, would benefit from it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. What about Marble Madness? Oh, shit. That's one of your favorites, isn't it? I love Marble Madness. You don't even know how many cars yeah. I put in that Marble Madness machine in the 80s. I love that thing. I'd walk by the arcade and I'd hear that little guitar riff go. And it was basically, you could translate it to say, hey, Scott, come put some of your hard-earned quarters in me. <laughs> I want to move some marbles around, baby. Yeah. Also, uh, chat room just said, Star Furry said, hey, what about those spinners? Remember those knobs? Do you ever do you have an original pong? Oh yeah, yeah. The tar pong. Yeah, well, those knobs. are pad- paddles, I guess. Right? Weren't they called? Well, there's paddles? paddles too. They they had paddles and stuff, but there was a point where it was just literally two knobs where you just because paddles kind of one holds your hand and the and the and the little twist knob is like almost big enough so you don't really you, know, you can use your whole hand. Where it, with the with the knobby knobs, you literally had like two. You're like you're tweaking somebody's <laughs> somebody's tweaking uh, something there. nipples. I see you know what I mean. Saying. Yeah, yeah nipples. It. I've heard of those. Uh, here, well, you know what, uh, chat? Is this what Brian's talking about? Here, I'll pull it up on screen. Is it these things? These? Uh, oh my gosh, that's. So, my dad used to have so it. Yeah, uh, no, those are those are more like the the paddle things. No, okay. my my dad literally had had like okay, I had the original original pong, and it was just like a little box. It was a little black box, and it literally had the knobs built onto the console, Mm-mm. and you just turn the little knobs. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. You uh, some of the original pong, the, the original pong machine didn't have yes. detachable. Okay, that's right. Because yeah. it was a big thing when uh, was it Clico that did the detachable? Yeah. I think, it's, yeah. but it was still wired. But it, like it, it rested into into the into the console. They may have been first. Yeah, I don't remember. Is sure. it Magna? Was it the Magnavox one? I can't remember. Oh, uh, you know what? I just found them. I so you look. can buy replacement versions of these. Uh, here, yes. see these over Brian's face. Looks like his now, see, that seems like it would be a good Marvel Madness. Like, there you go. It almost reminds me like like if you have an Etch-A-Sketch. Ooh, ooh, some Etch-A-Sketch right in my eyes. Perfect. Yeah, right in your Nailed eyes. It. You could do Etch-A-Sketching with this thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea. No, there. I know what you're talking about now. Boy, that's old school. Right. All right. I Personally, I'd go for the ball. How much more for the ball? 50? I, I, I think it was 50 more. I could be wrong. I need to go back and look oh. again. But I, I couldn't decide because I got hung up on it. I was like, I don't need a trackball. I'm going to play Centipede. But now depends. we talked more. Now we talked out a little more. And now I'm like, maybe it depends maybe on what games you, you you need to make an accounting of what games are actually going to benefit from it and whether you're going to play yeah. those or not. And if I'm going to play any of them. Yeah. If I even use this thing, because I'll probably get it and have it on my desk. I'm like, oh, now where am I put my keyboard in? What am I going to do with this thing? I don't know. <laughs> Greg says, get some uh, get some Intellivision controllers. And to that, I would say, yes, what to scratch my butt with, because they were useless. Those <laughs> things. They were terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They were bad. Garbage. Horrible. Hideous. I don't know, man. The I, I'll tell you my least favorite controllers because my hands still cry, still weep to this day. <laughs> What's that? Uh, those stiff-ass Atari 2600 controllers. <laughs> oh, yeah, those things were, were so freaking stiff. Yeah, they were pretty bad. They weren't great. I remember I, when I first got my the Apple IIe control, uh, uh, joystick? Yeah. It was made by a third party. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It had like the little, it had little knobs you could adjust the tension on. Mm-hmm. It had like a nice little metal Ooh, those were nice. I remember those. I'm gonna see if I can find yes. one of those here. Oh, there it is. I had it. The problem with that thing is it had there, there was no like was there drift. was no snap to center. It was no just you had to adjust it. Yeah, it was kind of crap. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. crappy. Chat room. I'm gonna show you this because you need to experience this too. Yeah, yourselves. you need to experience it. It's pretty great. Okay, there it is. All right, check this thing. But yeah, that's that's what I've been jonesing for. I, I want this to be an old timey fashioned Christmas. As in, there it is. There's that ugly, ugly looking Look thing. at that bucket. Yes. You may as well just drop half your sandwich in there while you're playing. It's so stupid. <laughs> and then there was like those little controller knobs on it. That thing would just get super loosey goosey, so you could adjust it to center. It was yeah. uh, it was fun. That's Dreadnecks calls it. That's thing. an eight bit Christmas, just like that stupid I Christmas see, movie. They I want to see that thing. 
I do too. I do too. Just because I keep hearing it's uh, not it's, an, it's not off. annoying retro. Like they actually take their they do it with love. Whatever. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. Is that that was Netflix? It Ned, is or HBO Max, I think. Hulu? HBO Max. Yeah. Eight bit Christmas. I gotta check it yeah. out. We'll watch that. All right, everybody. Speaking of eight bits, not really. <laughs> That's not what's <laughs> happening at all. We're gonna do a little bit of news coverage here. Keep you informed of the indie launches coming up, and this week you got a few choices like Mecha Jammer coming out on December second. Yes. That's uh, Thursday. No, what is that day? That's, that's Thursday, isn't it? Well, I Thursday. think it's Thursday. Yes, Thursday. 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 Thursday, as Brian says. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is a really trippy looking. I don't Cyber know how to even punk. describe the look of it though, like the the use of pixels and like two point five D and like. Like exactly. foreground, background blur and stuff. It's really something to look at. It um, is. Anyway, tactical cyberpunk turn-based set uh, game set on the off-world grindhouse jungle colony. <laughs> they just got <laughs> what it a description. Yeah. What a description. It's pretty great. Um, <laughs> it says, skulk your way through the shadows uh, or charging guns blazing. Recruit an army uh, or excuse, a new party of large squad-based assaults on your adventures. Uh, as your adventures plunge you deep into the city's secrets. So it seems like when they say turn-based, it's not so much turn-based as it is. How do I how do I compare this? Because you kind of unleash like a big real-time army in lots of places in this in this trailer. Right, and right, right. It doesn't right. seem like you're taking turns so much as you are maybe taking turns to just unlock to, to you know let go of all your dudes. Yeah, like is it does it have like countdown like you you cooldown type. Of a it might turn, be. or is it? it? Could be that. It looks cool, though. I have to admit that yeah. that art style is really calling my name. I've seen a couple of uh, I've seen a couple of games like there's a, there's a new JRPG that, that has kind of like a similar style to, it, but it's only uh, side scrolling. Mm. Look at what it oh, was. that yeah, looks cool it. too. Yeah, there's yeah. also you know what uh, talking about yeah. What mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of the E3 thing. Uh, shit, there is something coming, and that's coming to Game Pass Day One, whatever it is. But I think it's yes. early next year or something. Correct. I have to, to look that up. Anyway, Mecha Jammer coming December 2nd. Check that out. After that, we got uh, same day, actually. Arcvale. Ooh, Arcvale, Ooh. everybody. Check out Arcvale. Um, Arcvale is a game where you take up your weapon in an RPG bullet hell world and embark on a journey that is to right all the wrongs from long ago. Only you can defeat the evil forces of the Undying Guardians and reunite the world uh, with the fabled Arcvale. Which sounds like a yes. Only you can prevent forest fires. <clears throat> Arc fires. Um, it's uh, looks like a little bullet hell uh, roguelike kind of deal. You know, yeah. shooter. Th- two sticks run around. There's co-op. Uh, it shows right here. Uh, it seems, it's seems crazy right. co-op carnage. Yeah, if you're into this, this is going to be great for people who love this kind of chaos. Right now, I don't think I'm in the mood for this kind of action, but uh, that changes on a you know. Every you ask me a month from now, and I might be like, "Oh man, yeah. I could sure go for some arcadey bullet hell, avoid the bullets kind of lifestyle." And you know, the uh, only reason why this triggered uh, my excitement was because it's going to be fifteen dollars. Uh, Humble game, Humble Games is publishing this thing, and is coming to Steam and Switch for fifteen dollars. And I got some, I got some coins left over on my Switch over there that I can apply towards this, and I'm kind of excited about that. Laying in the bed or hanging out at the family house, you know, mm-hmm. get the families. They got some pretty, little pretty good sales right now uh, over there. The switch in general. Yes. There's some good stuff on the shop. If you can stand going into the shop, there's some really good deals to be had. But holy shit, it. it's so slow and sluggish in there. I freaking it is. hate it. You know what I miss? I miss the, I miss the, boy, it must be almost Christmas time. I'm getting nostalgic here. Um, <laughs> I miss the old uh, Nintendo DS store where you, every when you downloaded something, you had to wait for like the little the little pieces of the. Oh come yeah, the wasn't that great? Down. Yeah, here you know what? I have a little music from from That's the, the Wii store. Yep. This, no, this is DSi right here. So this oh, is that DSi? Yeah, yeah, the DS. So that's that. If you listen to the one from not Wii Sports, oh, yeah. where's okay. the other one? Uh, Wii Shopping is this. You're right. Yeah, this is Wii Shopping. But either way, they were really creative and fun. All the Wii, or uh, sorry, the Wii stuff, the DS, the all the DS generations. The GBA had kind of a fun interface. It didn't have a store, obviously. We were before mm-hmm. those times. Mm-hmm. 
but it had a cool kind of like systems interface thing that was just like fun and Mario-ish and goofy and why don't they do that anymore? What is wrong with those people? Like it's it was just a fun goofy thing and I know that data works different you than know, Mario dropping coins in You know when it bucket. stopped? When Reggie left. When Reggie left, it oh. all stopped. He took all the fun with him. Maybe that's why he left. It's like, I'm out of here. You guys suck. <laughs> I'm out of here. You guys no fun. I'm out of here. Hey, Doug I'm Reggie. Bowser, you're in charge and he left. Now Doug Bowser's in charge. Anyway, uh, hey, let's another, make it all boring. Another cool game coming uh, very soon, including the second, actually. So Thursday's a big day. We got a game called Solar Ash, previously called Solar Ash Kingdom. You maybe should put some lotion on that. No kidding. If you got Solar Ash, mm-hmm. talk to your doctor immediately. It's an upcoming adventure platforming game developed by Heart Machine and published by Annapurna Interactive. Yep. Never say that right. Um, anyway, it is scheduled to be released uh, soon. Uh, like we said, the second it's coming to windows, of course, PlayStation four and five, uh, solar ash is an adventure platforming game. Like we said, player controls, the main character whose name is Ray R E I re R E I re he's riding rollerblades to me. Yes. That's uh, exactly what you're doing, but it looks cool. Uh, the comparison I'm going to make here, I don't know, journey, maybe, uh, a little bit of the old journey. I don't know. Something like you know, that. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't think Journey. Maybe um, the Eagles. No. I'm no, kidding. you're thinking a band. <laughs> you dork. No, like uh, what? What would we compare this art style to? This very something here. Ah, can't put my finger on it. Now the art style reminds me of um, oh, but not in that way. Anyway, Hyper Light <laughs> Drift. Do you remember that game? Oh, Hyper Light Drifter. Drifter. Drift. Yeah, Drifter. Drifter. Drifter? Drifting. Drifter. Drifting. Hyperlight Drifter. Hyperlight Drifter. And it, it, those guys, do you remember that game? Yeah, I do. It was good. Yeah, the same 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 developer. Oh, that's, it's that's those guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that yeah. game was like a pixely hoo-ha, and this is like full 3D. So this is... Exactly. Very interesting. Um, the Steam listing for it is broken, Hyperlight Drifter. Anyway, whatever. Oh, this because there is no Steam listing. I, don't think, I think it's just coming to Epic and PlayStation. I don't think there is. No, I was looking for Hyperlight Drifter. It may be eventually coming to Steam. But I was looking for the Drifter game, but I couldn't find it. For some reason, oh, Hyperlight out. Drifter. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I like those guys. So Solar Ash. Now, ooh, boy, suddenly you got me more interested than I was. Oh, um, yeah. Big giant bosses and your little tiny little skater man. It looks cool. Yeah, skate. Skater man. All right. A reminder, Boop is not just the single and only uh, video game show we do here on the Frog Pants Network. There's also the core show, which happens on Thursdays. There's the instance on the weekend. Always something for somebody. So go check out frogpantsplays.com and see if there's something there for you. All right? All right. Now the games we played. Chat room says Sticks, Ario Speedwagon, Boston, oh, yeah, Super there Tramp. You go. Yeah, they know what's up. These guys yes, know us pretty well. They know us more than we like to admit. Yeah, they're they are us. We are them. We are them. Um, okay, chat room and everyone at home. I'm about to tell you about a game. That you're going to say, "Wait, Scott, I think this game may have come out already." You're going to say that to yourselves, but you're going to be correct, <laughs> but also kind of wrong. <laughs> uh, what I mean by that is, uh, I'm going to talk about a game that actually came out in 2015 that oh. just got a complete re do remaster refit retrofitting something like that uh called ultimate edition the game is called guild of dungeoneering i saw this yeah 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 i was very excited about this so is is it good it's very good give me the give me the details i mean i love the first one so or the the original release was amazing so this thing came out when i first bought it i bought it on uh an ipad because the version there just looked like a great sit down and play game and it is still plays there um and uh, basically, it's this hand-drawn style. Everything in the game looks like it's been scribbled on, like, graph paper at school. Mm-hmm. Pencil, you know, kind of style, that sort of thing. Uh, including this little character creator they're showing right here. And um, <clears throat> this is only coming to Steam, or it's only on Steam right now, the Ultimate Edition. Um, the current version of the game, if you already owned it on Steam, automatically you got it. It didn't cost you anything. So it's not something you have to go pay for again. Um, but if you've never had it before, this might be the time to get it. The only bummer is, and I'll get to this a little bit more later, other versions of the game, like my my version of it that I had on the iPad, does not have the ultimate content yet. So uh, that no. may be happening. I talked to the developer directly, and it sounds like some of that stuff may be in the works, may not be. But uh, 
doesn't matter. They were kind enough to reach out and say, hey, we've got a code for this. Do you want it? And I said, hell yeah, I loved this game back in the day. And so I was happy to take it off of their hands. Guild of Dungeoneering is basically this. Oh, how do you describe it? It's such an interesting take on like RPG dungeon crawling mechanics because instead of you being presented with a dungeon to fight in and kill stuff, get gold and loot and move on to the next room and kill stuff and get gold and loot, kind of your traditional D&D sort of progression. Instead of just doing that, you make the game, you build the dungeon as you play. So you're given these, again, hand-drawn pencil cards and the cards represent different pieces. And think, you know, remember those pipe games where you have to assemble the pipes to make yes. the water go through them? It's a little yes. like that. Um, the card might be just a, a crossroads panel, but it also includes like a shrine in it. You don't know what that shrine does yet, but if you put it down and it fits on one of your squares, you can then go into that room. You can also populate it yourself and say, I'm going to put a nasty rat in there. That's the name of one of these uh characters you fight one of these npcs not npcs what do you call them monsters creatures yes. um anyway so you might be going in there with a guy who's just sort of an average uh they call i think they f- call the initial character ah crap what's he called i'm gonna play it here i have audio let me just play it uh here's <laughs> they'll they actually sing about this dude here check this out uh here, right here the one that's always left behind, the solitary lump, the pawn whose fodder for the grind, the sorry little chump. <laughs> He's called a chump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different God, classes that. in the that game. That really pulls you into the game. Yeah, you got it. Okay, so that's the other thing I, I really love about the game is almost everything is punctuated either when you begin or when you die or when you win or when you add a new building in the place or whatever you're doing to expand your game, this bard dude sings a little song about it. And it's always great and always funny. Um, Here's a version. Here's when you start the game. I'll just play that. This is the guild of dungeoneering all across the land. They're cheering, oh, to be a dungeoneer, chasing fame and glory. Isn't that great? That's the that whole is, intro song. It's just like this ridiculous. That makes this game. Ridiculous I mean, over the top thing. It makes it really yeah. great. It really does add something to it. But um, the combat is uh, kind of card combat. You, you have a certain number of cards and uh, based on loot you've picked up, you might have some additional cards that run that you didn't have last time. You might have some cards that give you health back or block magical damage, but not physical damage. Or you might have weapons that where you're casting cards that are physical or magical just a bunch of combinations of things. And you get that loot from killing monsters, also finding chests. And oftentimes, again, it's you populating those spaces with those chests or those monsters. So it's you who who decides how you're going to benefit your, right. your dude. And you want to be smart about that because eventually you got to fight the boss in the zone. And that means you got to connect with building cards, which you will eventually find a, you know the right pieces to build a path to the boss. But you want to make sure you do enough killing and other stuff in between then so that you have more loot and better chances of fighting that boss. So if you F it up and go straight to the boss, you're just going to die. You're not going to make it. Um, And they'll start you over. There's a whole graveyard system. So every time you die, there's a sad song about your death. Um, I didn't record one of those. I don't think there's this one. Do you start back as a chump again or do you start? No, as a well, you could be another chump, new- but you, but there's also an unlock system where you can unlock warriors and unlock, um, Cat burglars is one of the classes. They they basically are kind of rogues. Um, there's other a, a whole bunch of them that you can unlock, and you can you can build a bunch of those. Now, sometimes when one of those dies, it takes some time for a new version of that class to come and show up at your at your town. So you have to play something else that's available during that time, and that may have some strength or some weaknesses or whatever. It's always just kind of a fun twist to to not quite know who you're going to have to take into battle. Um, you can give these people names. Um, it's not that important, but there'll be a gravestone with their name on it when they die and you'll die. It's a uh, roguelike elements. Uh, they're not kidding about that. There, there are moments where you, where you're killed, but you always get to kind of go back and spend money and do cool things in the town. And the town is literally you doing the same thing, putting down a card for the kitchen, a card for the alchemy station, a card for the whatever. And as you do that, you build out these aspects of the game that give you more stuff when you're going in for your next fight. Then there's a big overworld map where you're choosing the locations to go fight. There's usually two to three um, 
uh, main kind of goals or uh, I guess quests that you have to do while you're there. They get progressively harder, obviously. Um, the villains you fight or the monsters you fight tend to get more abilities, more unique cards during battle, that sort of thing. Uh, for example, a zombie starts out with a ton more life bubbles than you do, but every turn he loses life because he's a zombie. Mm-hmm. And so you're not actually up against too hard of a character. You just think you are because he's got so much damn life, but he's 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 dying slowly, and then you're adding to that by killing him quicker. Um, but there's some real gnarly fights. I've been in some where they just come down to the freaking final hair, and you're just like, how mm-hmm. did I make it through this thing? Um, it's a very, very fun game. I really liked it. I loved it in 2015. The fact that they're doing this now just got me all sorts of jazzed. Um, in between this, these two things that they did, the original Dungeoneering or Guild of Dungeoneering and this new release, I didn't realize this was them, but they did that card game for Apple Arcade called, um, damn it. What is that's that a called? weird name for a game? I didn't write it down. I meant to, and I forgot. Anyway, there's a card game on Apple Arcade that's, just part of that service that everyone really liked and you were like a 90s kid running around doing 90s shit but with card battling i never played it but there, so is it mostly Yu-Gi-Oh and the pokemon cards in, I mean, or is it something no, just no but it's that era they're invoking you know it's right like that whole thing um card card op op card godopolis card card apocalypse Cardmageddon. Cardmageddon's a great name. That's really good. If it wasn't so close to Carmageddon, it'd probably be used by now. Um, anyway, I really, really like it. Let me play the final. Uh, this is when you won, I believe. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, this is a good winning. Hard pocket. Song. Here you go. Here is to you, young dungeoneer. You stood your ground and acted very brave. But how long before you feel the fear? And how long before you're in your grave <laughs> not the most positive uh voice in your life no but he's you know, not he's stoked or whatever. card apocalypse by the way is what you was card apocalypse i was, I was close all right yeah. it's cool anyway uh these guys are rad and um i can't recommend them enough in terms of just like you, you want to i don't know you want those those core mechanics of dungeon stuff are they're all in this game um Gambrinos is how you say the developer's name. Gambrinos? Gambrinos. Not sure. I'm not Gambrinos. Uh, Gam- you'll you'll <laughs> find this on Steam. Um, like I said, uh, here's the other thing. It's normally 20 bucks. Well worth it at that, in my opinion. There's enough content there to make that price 100% worth it. But right now, they're doing a promotion. Uh, and I don't know if it's part of the fall sale or the yeah the, the post-Thanksgiving uh, sale they're doing right now or not. But it's down to 1199 It's 40% off. Oh, wow. No brainer at that price. No brainer. It also runs on I Mac. Love how I, Go ahead. I, I, I love how I know there's a sale going on Steam whenever I'm like casually checking my email and it says there are 24 items on your wish list on sale. Yeah. It's, and I'm uh, like, oh, it's that time, huh? It's that time of year, is it? Um, Let's go spend some money. That happens a lot. Um, but yeah, right now, 12 bucks is all and it's just stupid cheap. Uh it's really cool. Um, they've added some cool modifiers so you can say, hey, I want to have a higher guild uh, gold cap or I want to have more um, uh, more hearts going in. So if you, you feel like the previous experience was too hard or something, there's ways to pad that out. It's also ways to kind of change the backgrounds now and some other stuff, some other new features. It also just looks really nice on modern displays. Yeah. Um, it's just really charming and lovely. And I... I, I'm going to just put my hat in the ring and say, yo, play this game. It's rad. In fact, I'm going to even change my score. I like it so much. Hold on a second. I'm going to bump this up. Hold on. I'm going to bump it up. I, I talked myself into a better score. I did. I actually did. While I was talking. That's, the more, that's the more I looked at that score, the, the, the less I felt like it was <laughs> up to par. Because part of this was me going, well, I have technically from the larger perspective, I have played most of this in 2015. But it feels so fresh now. And if I had just discovered it now, I'd be even more excited about it. Right. Uh, it's a rad little game. Again, Guild of Dungeoneering. My pros, very very uh, satisfying game loop. It's just a fun loop to be in. Uh, it's always a thing I look for. Delightful art style and tone. Insanely addicting. The singing and songs and all that stuff is totally worth it, even when you're dying. I love hearing those. They're great. Uh, the only con I could come up with is it's not updating for owners on the mobile or tablet platforms or oh. any other platforms previous to this that aren't uh, 
that aren't steam. So, uh, eh, that's a bummer. It. I hope they get around to it. It, you know, they didn't, they didn't say one way or the other, but it's just, you get, one gets the feeling that that might be on the way. Yeah. Um, and I, and I would gladly play it again there. Uh, anyway, available now. I'm going to give this thing a score. Are you ready for this? You ready for this? Okay, give me your score of the last episode of the Boop Show before before, before the end of our, the year. our month of things we can't tell you about. <laughs> don't get them too much upset. I don't want emails all week. Uh, <laughs> 9.2 paper rats out of 10. Not paper. I meant dirty rats. What are they called? You said paper rats, but dirty I'll rats. Say, like I'll say too. paper rats. There's there's dirty yeah. rats in the game or whatever they're called, but they're Stick nasty what you're rat. But they're all, they all look like paper craft, and I, and I like You that. dirty rats. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I still love it, and I'm going to keep playing it. Oh, I did, I did want to mention it. Um, you know, there's been a lot of confusion or... Not confusion. If you... If you're a new M1 Mac owner of either the notebooks or the mini or the the i the uh, iMac or the brand new M2, right, right, M1 right. Plus or whatever it is, uh, here's the good news: this game runs flawlessly. As, as actually, oh. I'm finding most games on the Mac are running just fine for me, even though they are a coming out of the Steam client, which is still Intel based, so it's all running on Rosetta. And the games themselves are have to go through Rosetta as well because they're not they're not M1 native. You know, native, right? Still running really nice. Like this game Good. runs perfectly fine at 4K with all the stuff going. Like I had no problem with it. Um, and even if your Steam engine says this may not, it's not a thirty, it's thirty two bit. You may not be a beer, beer, beer. It, does, it still works. It's totally fine. It's thirty two bit. You may not be happy, but I'm thrilled about that because I'm my production environments over here on all my Mac stuff and my PC is just really for gaming and streaming, and right. it runs over there and it runs over here and it has cloud cloud save and I can have it up and if I'm in a boring meeting, guess what's great? A little window running guild. Uh, if you're in a guild of so just, just heads up. If you're in a boring meeting with Scott in the near future, yeah, this is what he's doing. Yeah, if you're sitting there looking at me on a Zoom call and I'm not saying much, I might know why. All right, that's Guild of Dungeoneering Ultimate Edition available now, and now's the time to get it because it's freaking twelve bucks, and that's stupid cheap. I can't believe they're selling it at that price. It's very stupid. good though. All right, Brian, let's talk about a game I actually played a little bit of, so I'm excited to hear what you thought of it. Uh, came out on Game Pass called XO One. What is that game, and why should the world care? Hey Scott, have you ever wanted to play a game where uh, uh, some alien aliens? Okay, so it's one year after the Jupiter crash. Everybody remembers that, oh, right? Oh, the Jupiter crash, right? Yeah, the big Jupiter crash right. where we lost all the uh, the astronauts, and so it's like a year later. It's the anniversary, and uh, and some aliens have sent us uh, a diagram, some instructions on how to build a ship, mm. and this ship is an orb. Yeah, you remember Explorers? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like that at all. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so you, you, you they, the humanity builds this orb ship that can flatten out and it has a gravity drive. You remember gravity drives, right? Sure. They're great. That was a big and, deal when those came out, the gravity drives. Yeah, yeah. and so the X-01 is what humanity dubs this ship, and uh, you, you, uh, you managed to fly this thing. This is our first exploration out of our galaxy after we built this X01 that the aliens sent us, totally not a trap, Scott. Yeah. It's totally not a trap. No, the aliens, they have our best interests at heart, it turns out. Absolutely. So this, you know, this is a, this is, this is a full, this is not a pixel game. This is a fully realized 3D world uh, where you're, where you're basically marble madnessing your way through different environments and you'd use it through the gravity drive. So I played this with the controller, which you do once, one, uh, one of the, triggers you you hit that and it it, it creates uh, i think i think it's 10 times 10 gravity times normal or gravity yes yeah. so your ball goes flying yeah. down to the the to the crevices it, it pulls you yeah. exactly so every and most of the first places you go to are going to be a uh, hilly planet. So you're going to be you're going to be exploring through planets. And each each time you start on a planet, you'll kind of have to look around because it's an exploration game. Some people even say, compare it to like a walking simulator. I don't find it to be nothing like that. First of all, you're rolling. Well, yeah, a Whatever. rolling simulator, maybe, but not a walking. Right, game, maybe so. a rolling simulator, maybe a marble rolling simulator. Yeah. Uh, so you're when you when you crash down to the uh, to the to the ground, uh, you you also build up some energy when you do that. So it's it's like a perpetual. So yeah, you can it's like you keep you got building a, up the energy and expending the energy. Right. Think of it and, as um, there's a good, there's a good example for this. Um, do you remember the? Oh, there was a mobile game with a bird. And you and the bird, you'd hold down, and the bird would like 
pull down and not, create a bunch of momentum. And then when you'd hit the curve okay. to go up again. Yes. Not, not Flappy Bird. Because for a second, no, that's like talking about Flappy not Bird. not Flappy Bird. You guys know the one I mean. Not Flappy Bird. Shit. It was <laughs> actually not, a good game. Get, every, time, every time we've ever mentioned any bird game, no one says Angry Birds ever. No. They always say Flappy Bird. They always it's, do. It's hilarious. I love it. That's a huge thing, by the way. So let me, let me look. Right. While you're talking about this. I'm right. going to find the damn game I'm talking about. So and then you're why, all going to go, oh. Okay, so there's a little mystery going on here, too. This has got some pretty good storytelling. It's a very atmospheric game. you got this great music and sound effects. The ship makes these really cool kind of Star Wars kind of sounds like, you know, where you're, when, you're, uh, when you're flying or when, you're, when the, when the uh, ship is powering down as you lose energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes all these really cool sound effects that really get you into the game. The game is just mesmerizing. Since it's rolling a lot, in uh, floating and gliding, because when you uh, the opposite of when you're down on the ground, when you get pulling towards the gravity, is when you go way up, you can jump using that energy, and then you can flatten the ship out, and it'll glide for a certain amount of for a certain way. Anyway, you unless see this, you see this video, this is Tiny Wings, is what I'm thinking. Ah, about. Tiny Wings. Okay, you remember Tiny Wings? About. It's the same thing. You you hold down to pull the bird down into a loop and then let it rip. Right. And now the, the flat and glidey thing is different, obviously, but right. this very similar sort of um, kind of mechanic. control. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah, the control mechanic is, is probably pretty similar. Three, it's more 3d, where, obviously, because you're in a 3d yeah, environment. Yeah. But, yeah. And uh, so as you're going along, you can uh, build up momentum in your ship and uh, you'll start having flashes of uh, story being told about, um, about the astronaut disaster with with the uh, from Jupiter, so we're we're assuming all that's going to be tied in, mm-hmm. right? That's all going to be tied in somewhere. I don't want to give any spoilers away or anything. So, uh, but what you do every time you start on a new planet, uh, the first planet you start on is like a tutorial planet, and it's got dunes and things, and you can you can uh, you can roll your way, and those instructions it'll tell you you know you got to use the gravity here, and then when you get up, you can hit this trigger, and it'll allow you to uh, allow you to glide, and then if you uh, take a dive without going all the way to the ground, you can build up a little bit of energy. Or if you hit uh, like some clouds, the uh, the ship is able to absorb uh, power from from there, and you can kind of skip over clouds, mm-hmm. kind of almost like you were on water, mm-hmm. and uh, and you actually do get to skip water later on when you get to different planets. Uh, mm-hmm. So anytime there's any type of environmental uh, energy that you can steal from like water or lightning or, or, or fire or anything, the ship makes use of that. And so there's a lot of environmental puzzling. So mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out how to get from point A where you start to the next jump point. And the jump point you'll see is like a, use like a, a, a blue light. It's yeah. It's like, like a, a light like coming off the planet. Like it's point, like a laser pointer pointing in the sky. Somewhere. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so you just kind of have to look around. Once you see it, you get your bearings and you just kind of head towards it. Uh, and the little ship computer has a, has a little bit of stuff. It'll tell you when there's like an energy source nearby that you may be able to upgrade uh, the ship just a little bit. And it'll also tell you as you're getting closer to uh, your endpoint to be able to jump to the ne- next planet. Mm-hmm. This is a pretty short game, Scott. It's only like two, three hours. It's not long. Um, no, it's, it's not at all. Once it's you, a perfect you figure game out, pass oh, game. It's a perfect game pass game in that you don't necessarily... Yes. I mean, I, I want the developers to do well, but it's the kind of game that you'd be glad that you already spent like a subscription on a bunch of games. And this just happened yeah. to be one. And, yeah. you know, you, you'll get your value out of it more, I think, by that. I think this is a to me, the gameplay in this game is is going to define some games. That I think this could be something. You know what I mean? I feel like this game play, the game loop itself is a lot of fun and it's very relaxing and uh, yeah. really strikes the the flow. You know, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm really flowing here. The music oh, is yeah. hitting. The environment yeah. is hitting. When you get into the um, rhythm of it, like hitting all the valleys yeah. just the way you want, it's there's something yes. real special about it. And if you hit those, there's like these cool monolithic like structures yes. and you find out, oh, if I go between these, I get a boost. And you'll just like shoot out of those things like bullets and it just feels good. And it's very atmospheric. The sound's really yes. trippy. I agree. It's it's unique in lots of ways. You know, like in some ways, I was like, well, the, the developers found a simulator for some simple physics for a ball, and that's right. what this is. Is really just environment for this ball. But I actually think that would be underselling it. The way that they've created yeah. this this piece, they're piecemealing a story to you and doing it in a way that's more visual than anything. And I I really enjoyed my. I probably I didn't beat it. I played maybe an hour. 
but I was pretty chill. I liked it. I, I, I beat it and I didn't know any more about the story completion uh, when I finished than I did the beginning. It's a very mysterious and atmospheric story and there may be some deeper points that I, I missed, but it, it's not really important. I think you need to, if you have the Game Pass, you need to download this. You need to experience uh, this this gameplay uh, I would like to see them like, I don't know if they, I don't, it, could they actually use some steam workshop or something and allow people to make their own planets and things? Because That'd I could, be cool. you know, I could totally visit back here again. I don't need the story. I like the environmental puzzles trying to figure out, you know, what environments my ship uh, can go faster at speed running uh, seems like it would be something that would be here because oh, there's, there's yeah. certain, yeah. yeah. When you, when you hit certain areas, uh, you're like, if you hit it just right, man, you just like you go forever and you just, I, I like it. That I reminds like it me, I watched, uh, I didn't tell you about this before. I watched a guy, world record holder, um, speed run. What was it now? What the, I watched a bunch of speed running, but what one was the record one? Oh, um, Castlevania uh, Symphony of the Night oh, yeah. on the PlayStation 1. Yes. Guy beat it in 40, or sorry, 38 minutes. Uh, the entirety of that game, which is insane. I, that game took me yeah. 20, 30 hours or something. I I enjoy watching bits of speedrunning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't watch somebody for 38 minutes. I did that. I, I did watch, watch him pretty solid because I was just really curious right. about the process. But yeah. uh, you're right. It's better for me in smaller bites or if it's like a four or five minute one. Like, yes. yeah, here's Mario 2, fastest record. Or whatever. I, I, can, like- I can do that. You know. Yeah, I like when they do levels and stuff. I'm like, oh, I've played that level before. Let me see what they do. Okay, that's cool how they did that. But yeah. that's about as far as. But I do love watching it. I do not like speed running. I am not a speed runner, but I do like trying to get my own personal yeah best. You know, I I like challenging myself. Like, ooh, even like a ghost mode would be kind of cool here. Speed runners uh, just fascinate me. I think they're amazing yes. human beings. I don't know how they do it. I don't know where their care. brains come from or why they're attuned to doing a thing like that. That that I'm part assuming that is mostly. I'm assuming it's mostly just people because we look at the internet. We look at the internet a lot of times as one person, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's a it's you know, however many people are in this world, and some somebody's just really damn good at one thing. Yeah, and uh, it just blows their mind because they spend all their time on it. Yeah, I guess know? if all so, you did was play, you know, Mega Man Two over and over and over, right. and, over and over and over and over and over, then that would be like your version of I don't know basketball, football, soccer, whatever it is you yeah. played tons of and practiced all the time or whatever. I just, I see gaming as such a ephemeral medium. Like I've played this, I beat this, I'm moving on to this. And and I think some people are like, nope, I'm playing Mega Man (laughs) till my, till my dying day. I think that's us. I'm, I'm experienced to experience. I'm like, oh, I want to experience another thing. What you got? And this is a totally, to me, this felt like a totally unique Mm -hmm. gaming experience, but it also spoke to a lot of gaming language already knew so it was intuitive pretty early on, but it allowed me that feeling that if I just do a little bit more, mm-hmm. I can become a master at this. And mm-hmm. so I think they were like a really good balance. If you got the Game Pass, you got to get this. At uh, at $17 for a three-hour game, this even as amazing as this game is, uh, it's kind of a that's kind of a tough sell. I'm not saying it wouldn't be worth it to you. I just don't know if I can tell you. Uh, you need to go out and spend your seven. If that bucks. was maybe the only way to get it, fine. But the fact right. that it's part of Game Pass makes it kind of a no-brainer to do it that way. Yeah, I think it's else. a no-brainer with that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, X01 is the name of the game, uh, developed by Expletive. Expletive. That's how you say it. Expletive. Sure. Right. Expletive. Future Friend Games is who uh, did the uh, is doing the publishing. They sent me a Steam game code. Off oh, keymailer.co. Nice. I appreciate that. I did not actually pay the, play this on the Xbox Game Pass. I played it on Steam. Mm. Uh, thanks to the developers and publisher for sending me that game code. I did complete it. I didn't realize it. I streamed this uh, from start to finish, and I stopped because I was getting I was getting frustrated apart, and I stopped, and uh, I and um, I just kind of let my ship sit there for a minute while I was saying goodbyes and stuff, and the game ended. It, oh. I was apparently at a stopping point. Oh, and uh, but I'd already stopped streaming, and uh, so oh damn it, like right. But that's good because now you don't know what happens at the very end. Yeah, I, I do. Know. I get that. But if you watch the stream, you won't know. It's a it's um, a you, it's a neat thing. I I think there's. Yeah. I like that there's room in this business for weird stuff. You know, 
Yeah, play. Can you play some of that music? Uh, yeah, you want to hear the that? Game, some of the game audio. Yes, it's, it's, so, it's so good. Here's some so of the good. intro. I'll just skip ahead a little. It's got this guitar soundtrack. Just amazing. Yeah, it's a really cool soundtrack. The sense of speed and and, yeah. and distance and like going through a cloud cover and then being down near the surface where it's raining, but up above it is not it's peaceful. Like that yes. kind of stuff is really, really effective. Oh, um, and God, if you hit like a, you'll be going along and you, you'll have to kind of like, you know, you, you won't hit something just right. And like, oh, I can't quite get it. And then suddenly you hit every note just right and you'll get to going so fast. And that's lots of times when they'll give you these little uh, story bits once you get going to a certain speed you'll break the sound barrier on certain planets and it'll start uh you'll start getting all these flashes and stuff of the jupiter crash here's some uh here's some of the audio from the game it's very alien very weird yeah that a the ship makes crazy noises there's always a storm that sound of as you're going like really fast and low it's really cool. Yeah, that stuff's badass. I I'm glad yeah. it exists. It's a cool little thing. Yeah. So you should get it. Hey Brian, did you do you want to do a score? Like how you can? Score I'm going to do a score right after I tell you my pros and cons. I kind of address most of them. Pros: If you like slipping into the flow while gaming, this game has it. Looks good. Feels good. Great music and sounds. Cons: Way too short. And something that annoyed me. That I didn't talk about mm. too many carrots on a stick for my taste in this game. Mm. Um, there's there's a lots of times where it's got that artificial uh, hurry up or follow me or do this because there's like you you run into something and you have to chase it. Yeah. You can't catch it. Yeah. You can't catch it. But they encourage you to try to catch it. And yeah. I'm like, I don't 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 give me this carrot on a stick <laughs> crap. I don't, I don't want it. I can I can do without it. But you guys, you. you remember Flower? Remember that game? I do. Yes. I get a lot of flower vibes out of this. Just yes, absolutely. Yeah. Very big fl- flower vibe. Yeah. I'm going to give this uh 8.37 ball shaped ships out of 10 dead astronauts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Three point, sorry. 8.37. That's the most granular yeah. score we've ever given. <laughs> it's what an alien would expect from me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. All right. Well, I like it. Um, I think it's pretty rad. I think I'll get back to it and finish it because it's not very long. Yeah, like it's, you could totally finish it in a sitting. If you, yeah, like I said, no, no reason not to play it if you got the Game Pass. And it's it. on. Let's see, Game Pass PC and console looks like. So uh, yes, if you're a PC Game Pass only person, you'll you'll still be able to play it. Uh, excellent. So again, our games today. The just previously mentioned XO One. That's E X O, and then the the number or the the word one O one O N E. XO1 is the name of that game. How do you spell one again? Let me let me oh, tell you how you spell it. Uh, oh, and Guild of Dungeoneering. A little harder to spell, but you'll find it. Uh, Ultimate Edition. Both great <laughs> games. Really good stuff this week, I think, in, uh, in terms great of Great indie games this week. I really enjoyed myself. I agree. Now this. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> Time to play Guess My Game. We'll play an old game audio and uh, try to guess what it is. I'm going to start this week. Uh, 1984 is your hint, Brian. Okay, 1984. So Orson I'm sorry. Wells. I'm sorry. 83 one. is the correct age. Oh, that's I played difference. it in 84, but 83 is the correct date. I wrote that wrong. That was me having a false memory. Um. Anyway, here is my audio. You'll probably get it, but let's see how smart you are. Here you playing some summer games or something oh you're creeping up to the truth am i playing winter games or something nope (laughs) (laughs) am i playing track and field or something you're playing track and field is correct nicely done uh that game (laughs) the 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 starter pistol and then the yeah. <laughs> Gave it away. Picture right. yourself going, <laughs> or or if you were smart in woodshop, we made these cool um, 
literally we made track and field sticks and they were built yes. to have a little bit of swivel in the middle. You could do it with a comb or with a pencil. There were other ways to get by, but in wood shop, we made like real ones. They were awesome. Yeah. They basically, I, I, mean, I, I guess like they, my, I saw I like my girls a little swivel in the yeah, middle, a little swivel mm-hmm. in the middle, but this it's like uh, it's how you uh, cheat. Basically they were cheater yeah. sticks. So you take this stick and you'd, you'd be able to hold it under one finger and it would kind of seesaw back and forth. And then all you had to do was whack one end of it and keep weight on the other end. And it right. created this this rapid seesaw that would just wreck the game. You'd win every time. And you know, Yes. Isn't that great? And now I can buy the you can buy the equivalent uh of, of enhancing your 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 game console uh gamepad. Yeah. There's what I was looking for. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, you can do all that stuff. You can buy like little ads on add-ons and stuff. Yeah, Already yeah. made. It's really, really cool. So uh anyway, I love I love me some some track and field. A lot of fond memories of that of that era as a kid yeah. growing up. And uh would play it again now if I could. All right, Brian. Would, uh eight out of ten would play again. So it was nineteen eighty-three. Mine is a little over a decade later at nineteen ninety-four. Ooh. All right. It was a big decade for me. I went from kid to having a kid in that decade weird hold on weird is that right i was a kid and now i have a kid shit yes okay so if you came to me in 90 or 84 you'd have seen a 13 14 year old kid doopy doopy doo right (laughs) 10 years later (laughs) and scrappy doop to the year 1994 kurt cobain's the hottest thing ever no he killed himself that year (laughs) anyway that been anyway that was the year and uh, right. I had my my daughter was born that year. That's it. That's crazy. <laughs> the idea that that was just ten years makes no sense to me because now ten years feels like five minutes. It's stupid. Right. Right. All right. It is stupid. Anyway, here's yours. Let's play it. Now, I did you have something to say about it before I played it? I yeah. I'm I'm I thought it was ninety four when it came out, but I'm seeing some people say it's ninety four. Five. So it came out to several different consoles and platforms, somewhere between ninety four and ninety five. Could have been Japan first, sort of thing, or hit it. Who knows? All right. No, I, it was just different platforms. It was on the SNES. It was on the. Uh, it was even on DOS. Oh, you know, on the Game Boy. Yeah. Mac. Yeah. Those are all. Those are all platforms at the time. Sure. Yes. All right. Well, here we go. Pac Land, Baby Pac Man, right. all that. Um, oh, I, I don't know. How about a puzzle platform? How about it's a reskin and rebranding of Callisto's older game, Fury of the Furries? Fury of the Furies? Fury of the Sorry, Furies. Fury of the Furries, furries not Fury of furry the furries. furries. I have no idea. That's completely. Pac in Time. Oh, Pac in Time? Pack in time. I hate that name. That sucks. Why do I not have <laughs> was, any remembrance? It of was ninety four, so of course it was just you know you had to do pack in time. Uh, let's see. Okay, SNES. There yes, was a version on that's the SNES. Where I played it. Okay, SNES. let me let me take a look at this. I need to get some visual here because I don't remember this at all. Oh yeah, I don't remember this. This was a thing. Look at this delightful this little thing, man. joint. Look at him, a little little. 2.5 D yeah. Pac-Man platformer business eating all the dots. Yep. I found, I found this on my, uh, on my little retro pie. So I said, listen, what is this? And I'm like, Oh my God, how did I miss this? Huh? Retro pie. Hmm. Retro pie. Hmm. Maybe, be, maybe you have the word retro time. in your mind for the next three weeks, everybody. Um, we- so, so was it, is it fun though? Like, did this do well? How was, how was this received? Oh a- no. Did it do well? Mm, no, I don't think so. I, I don't, not many people talked about it to be honest with you. It was just one of those kind of, I feel like uh, I would have known see. about it. Why what, are you invisible? The reception? Pack in time was met with generally favorable receptions from publications. 
And is so in other words, not the people. And so, is seen as a unique and innovative title in the Pac-Man series. GamePro magazine commented that it helps represent the character's legacy. That it was an interesting take on the franchise. I really mm-hmm. would like to. I'm honestly, seriously, would like to play this. this I, looks, I, 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 I thought, yeah, I thought it was kind of. I thought it was kind of neat. I myself. think it looks I really cool. I didn't play it. I didn't play it all the way through, so I don't know if it gets frustrating in the gameplay. But <laughs> I can you know, tell you right now, play, whatever this dude's doing, trying to get this rope to work, yeah. this looks frustrating as shit. This, this looks frustrating <laughs> as shit, and I'm down with it. I am ready to You're play Pac-Man, where okay. I'm like cussing. Look at these ghosts. They're they're all kind of they've gone that uh, Donkey Kong Country kind of vibe. Yes, they did. Where everything's sort of three like three D rendered or pre rendered three D is what I'm trying to say. Right. Okay, well, sign me up. I'm into your bad idea. I'm going to play it. (laughs) Uh, Perfect one. Well, I get a big... Because I didn't get it right. That's how it went for me. Didn't go well. All right. Uh, Let's get to some... uh, An email. I like emails. You like emails. Let's play this thing for emails. Uh, Here's an email. This is from Steve Smetzer. Um, it says as an email, he's a business analyst. I like that. That seems highfalutin and fancy, doesn't it? It Um, does. He says, hey, Scott and Brian. By the way, boopshow at gmail.com is where he sent this. He says, hi, Scott and Brian. I just listened to Boop 311. Amber is the color of your energy. (laughs) You can't do Um, it, can you? No, I can't. You can't not say 311. (laughs) I can't help it. And then follow it up with that. I just can't help it. Um, Anyway, it says in the episode, you and Brian talked about elevator action. That was yes. your that was your guess my game for the day. It was. Says so that game is now available for download on the R, uh, the I I arcade. I don't know if that's right. Arcade. I, I call it the I I arcade. Uh, the I I no I I arcade. That's what I call it. Yeah, that's what I say. That's these how I say are it. these uh, when I look at it. This I need to know more about that device. Anyway, these are those home, home arcade machines. Anyway, says he has one but has not purchased the game yet. Take care. Well, Steve. Now you got me all curious about the II arcade, right? Um, I want to know more. Er, arcade. It's almost like my interest in retro has increased. Increased exponentially. Exponential increase. What'd you say? Right. So, so it's five ninety nine for these uh, these 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 stands and stuff. It looks like you know the um, yeah, what they sell them everywhere. What do they what do they call these stupid arcade things they have everywhere? Oh, I have one in the other like room, at Walmart and Costco yeah. and GameStop. Anyway, it's kind of like that. Okay, but you can buy new games and download them. It looks like that's what I'm reading. So I'm interested in that because usually oh, we get yeah. those uh, the one ups. There you go. Star Star Furry has it. Yeah. Fury. Okay, so they got a deal right now for two ninety nine. Uh, is this full size? It looked taller than those other ones. That seems cool. I thought it looks full size too, but then they also have a stand for sale down at the bottom. Makes me making me think maybe it's a little short. Oh, you know what? All right. I don't want any short ones. I'm done with the short stuff. I need a tall arcade. But that's but that's good because you know the the one up arcades are very locked in what you have, and I know a lot of people take and they you know they gut it and put a, a you know retro pie in there. Maybe this is a little uh, something different. We'll yeah. see. There's that word again. Retro. Retro. Hmm. Retro. Uh, all right, Steve. Thanks for the email. We appreciate your comments, thoughts, feelings, and ideas like we do all of you. Any of you are encouraged to use that email address and tell us what you think. What's going on? Um, all right. Quick reminder. We're taking the Christmas month off. All right. You're not going to see us each week for a bit here. Just for a bit. Don't worry. It's a couple of weeks, people. Everything's it's not long at all. Nothing's bad. Everything's good, actually. It's really cool what we're thinking. And we'll let you know on the other side what it is. Uh, but just know it's coming and it's all very exciting. And let's just say it speaks to our passions. Okay, how about that? Passion. It's not just porn either, because that speaks to Brian's passion. But that's not the one passion I'm talking about. <laughs> his hardcore his that's addiction. More of a, yeah. That's more of an addiction than really. Yeah, passion, his hardcore addiction to you know. elderly porn. We're not. We will not be going into that. That will not be a part of this. Well, it, at this point in my life, is just regular porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's ta- who said elderly? It's, <laughs> it's just normal now. Uh, yes, yeah, so come on back for Brian's Lemon Party. That's in a week from now. No, mm. a, yeah, a month from now, roughly. Uh, that's the month of December. Don't worry, though. We'll have lots of teases throughout then about what's going on. Okay. So just we're, we're, yes, we're pulling a Johnson. We're, 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 you know, holding back, but that's part of the fun. Uh, enjoy it with us. Frogpants.com slash B O O P in the meantime. And, you know, look, 300 and 
13 episodes for you to dig through and listen to, including 311, which is the color of your energy. So get in there, get it done, and check it out. Poopshow at gmail.com is that email address. Follow us on Twitch. That ain't changing. Frog Pants and Brian Dunaway. And uh, Brian's always on there playing his games. In fact, you can be playing more. Do you want to tell people about how much more you're going to be doing, or are you not ready for that? What do you want to do? Absolutely. No, no, I'm going to play. I'm going to be playing. Um, so during the December, uh, while we're doing all this stuff, I'm also going to have a lot more free time uh, just because holidays and stuff. Uh, so Monday through Fridays, you can tune in and see me on twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway. Be streaming from 6 p.m. Eastern to 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, every night, Monday through Friday, come hang out. Yeah, be a come part. Come do it. Be, we're gonna be playing. Yeah, we're gonna be playing indies and retro and VR and just anything I can get my hands on. AAA titles, whatever. whatever is in the maybe we'll put a Lego together. He's what they call a variety streamer. And you know what they say yes. about variety streamers? They say they don't make a lot of money on Twitch. But let me tell you something. I admire them right. because a that's true, but b. They're doing what they what their heart tells them to do. You know, the, yes. the guys that make millions of dollars a month playing Fortnite. Yeah, that's good money. Yeah, blah, blah, whatever. I would hate you that. know how sick of Fortnite they are? They won't tell you. They want to die before they play Fortnite I don't, again. They probably do. They probably want to die. You know what I hate? I hate the I hate I would hate the idea of having enough money that I'd have to worry about my money. I, yeah. I don't worry about my money right now. Yeah. Don't worry about your money, yo. It sounds like a rap song. They, about they, 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 they just worry about money. I don't have it. <laughs> what I don't I have to worry about. about. I don't have. Look, I just, you know, you pay the bills and that's enough for me. Everything else is passion. So right. uh, we got big passionate stuff to talk to you guys about soon. So stick around, okay? Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Won't be as long as you think. Before you know it, it'll be, we'll be back. Okay? You'll have your own toys to play with. Damn straight. Time. Come on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back with more information about this uh, thing that we barely gave you any on. We'll see you next time. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. I don't like steam. I love steam. Activate Pac-Man. Sometimes I do almost do Elmo. Command the Enterprise. Play Star Trek. (laughs)